Welcome back to the blunt and the bass. How's that bass? Oh, oh it's election day. Well, not I mean, a yeah, it is in Florida for the local offices. Okay, municipal stuff. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so we have some elections. In Ohio today, I live in a very, uh, like, ultra-progressive, well, like, you know, right outside of Cincinnati, any kind of, like, city area, I feel like is more um, liberal and progressive. But we've got, like, some major... Do you remember uh, the whole school board thing um, that I was dealing with locally with the school board that I live in? Do you remember that? No. No. Okay. Thank I'm gonna refresh you. your memory real quick. But I'll just tell you I'll just tell you a short story about this. Um we so I live in a school district that basically had a superintendent who um he had a very had a nasty, I guess, divorce with his um now ex wife and some things came out um of that and were made public in some allegations and stuff and anyway long story short he was having like sexual fantasies um where they would talk about things like drugging and raping children yeah that was my reaction too um and then like some local moms found me on tiktok and my kids don't go to public school so I didn't really know about it until like the local moms that found me on TikTok brought it to my attention. And then um, anyway, through, you know, efforts of like exposing it, Libs of TikTok picked up the story um, louder with Crowder. He even um, read the article about it and um, he is gone now. But the board members, I say this all because um, it is really important for you to go and vote for local. You know, politics start at the local level. And I think a lot of people um, miss that. You know, they focus on like a big presidential election or a governor race and don't um, worry about the local politics. And that's really where it starts. You know, I mean, politics really start in the home. But if you're going to go you know, one step up from that, it's local. So school board elections are today in our area and all of those uh, school board members um, that were defending him um, are up for election. So I am hoping one in particular does not make it through <laughs> this cycle. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. Uh, but anyway, go vote. Absolutely. Go vote. Do you feel like, because um, I get this a lot, like I remember last year whenever it was um, voting election day, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm never going to vote again because, you know, they feel like election, there's a lot of fraud with it. Do you feel like that is something that a lot of people just get disheartened about or? I mean, you have people that have always believed that uh, and you can see why they would believe that. I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who wouldn't think that it, it was a waste of time uh, on some kind of level, uh, especially the way uh, life has been going so far? 
in the last uh, three years. Uh, so, I mean, I can totally get why they would think that. Um, I personally have never put much merit in voting. I mean, I will do it. Uh, but the real change comes from us. You know what I mean? Like, so many people will bitch about uh, stuff. Uh, and from from the seat of their living room. You know what I mean? They'll be on right. watching uh, Fox News or CNN or whatever it is that... Yeah, like, like oh, I can't believe yeah. this person did this and this person... Well, um, how do you think that they get away with it? It's because people like you sit at home and bitch instead of actually getting out there and doing something about it. So, like, as as much as voting does, that's great, but it's more of our participation that actually will make the change. So, you know what I mean? A lot of people are like, oh, I'm, I am I have kids, or I have a husband, or I have this, I have that. Uh, they, they have too much on their plate to actually be of service, and I feel like that... Um, like, you know, you have these religious people that will go to church and, and tithe and give money. Like, I just don't think that money solves problems. I think that it's actually our hands that solve the problems. And if nobody's participating, you know what I mean, how are these problems going to find solutions without us? So that's the way I look at it. Uh, a lot of people don't like looking at it like that because then that would hold them accountable and then they would realize that there's a lot of work that needs to get done and we don't have any time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, huh, huh. You know what I mean? Like that little rabbit on uh, Alice in Wonderland. There's not enough time. Um, that That is definitely the truth. Uh, uh, people just are too lazy to do the work that it would take to actually uh, make the change. And the government knows that. Right. School board. Like run for the school board, you know? Like, yeah. Well, not even just running. There's showing up to school board meetings uh, supporting school people uh school board members that are trying to run uh i mean there's just so many different jobs that could be filled it's just you know wherever you feel comfortable because some people don't like to be uh like you know in the light you know uh and they don't have to be but they do need to be of service like i i can't stress it enough not only should we be of service? It gives it gives so much to ourselves when we do it. When we do something out of the kindness of our heart w without any money attached to it, like it does something for you. And I don't think people realize that because they don't do service work. Well, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I have done service work my whole life and I will continue to do service work. Um, well, I haven't. Like I, like in the last three years of my life, have I have I really started doing service work and realizing the benefits, you know? And I think a lot of people are out there that have never maybe even thought of it, and you know, it might be a way out of getting out of yourself and you know, uh, working on yourself by helping others. Just putting that out there. No, I agree. Find something that you're passionate about and then go and volunteer or see in what area you can help out. Now, I do know that some people don't have the time or talent 
um, and they can only really give money. And, you know, I think there's, there is a place for that as well. So, you know, I, while I don't think that that gives you as much, um, you know, self-development, uh, it's still, there are places where, you know, obviously if you don't have time and talent, but you can donate lots of money, then go ahead and donate lots of money to whatever, you know, like your favorite animal shelter or St. Jude's or, you know, your local politician, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Um, well, I agree with you, but I do think, I don't have a lot of faith in elections either, but I still do think people should show up and go and vote. Um, and that's about it. And let's just pray one day, you know, <laughs> the huge election uh, issues will get resolved. I mean, you're always going to have election fraud to some degree, you know, it's always going to be there. But I, I do think a lot of people are a lot more aware of it or feel like a lot more happened, you know, with the big presidential election last time. Um but anyway, let's move on. So I know we're going to talk about some transgender issues. We could literally do like, you know, probably six months on that. But I want to take a minute because this will tie into, you know, talking about the transgender ideology. Um, the manifesto, the Nashville shooter manifesto was leaked uh only a couple of pages so i do want to start off before we get into this conversation by reading this um i know that you haven't read it yet but so there were three pages or two pages in particular one the third page was literally just like an outline of everything that um they were gonna do that day now was it a boy or a girl i'm confused it was a girl I it was a girl that thought she was a boy that thought she was a boy okay all right so we're gonna start off the first page it says death day like literally death day um and it says today is the day the day has finally come I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially this summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I am almost an hour and seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. God let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be 10 minutes tops. It might be three to seven. It's going to go quick. I hope I have a high death count ready to die. Ha ha. And she signed her name. And then I'm going to read the other page and then we can get into the discussion of this. Um... So that was written 32723. I think there's like what over 28 pages, but only but only three of them were leaked. Now the one that I had read was dated 32723. And then this other one that was leaked is dated 2323. And it says, and I'm reading it verbatim. So there is slangs in here and insults that, you know, people are gonna take offense to and um 
get offended, uh, like upset about, but I'm I'm reading what is what she wrote. Kill those kids, those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Fuck you, little shits. I wish to shoot your weak ass dicks and your mop yellow hair. Want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privilege. Fuck you, faggots. That is what that child wrote. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to read this because I know that we had discussed talking about, you know, the transgender ideology today and basically the mental illness crisis going on in society. Um, and when you read, this is just two pages of, you know, a whole book of what this child wrote. I mean, if that doesn't scream mental illness and deeply disturbed trauma that um, this child was not getting help for, I mean, I don't know what it's what it what does it say to you? Like, I mean, I mean, it it doesn't say mentally stable. Uh, I mean, like, it's just very sad, actually. Like, when you think about it, it's like how anyone can truly think that of other people. And I feel like that's a lot of entitlement. Like, you know, because I don't have what I want, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make you pay for it. But she was white. Well, that has nothing to do. She felt no, like I'm just saying, she like, felt like she had gotten that shit in the the of the bargain. You know what I mean? Like she obviously didn't care about the color. It's just something to say, especially in today's time, because everything's so racially profiled, uh, that you know, it's like if you're white, it, there's like, you know, there's something wrong with you. Uh like that cis, I, I I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I do know how to explain it. They think that all all white people are privileged, and if they're not calling out their privilege, then they're part of the problem. Yeah, but that but that's part of this is part of the issue, and that's why like I was like I was saying like she was white because. There are a lot of kids in society that I feel like a lot of them that are claiming that they're trans um, are basically being brainwashed into thinking that it is not okay to be white. You know, it's not okay to be a certain way. I mean, we could even take it to the extreme that, you know, kids are, are starting to be brainwashed to think that it's not okay to just be gay or lesbian. Like, because... You know, basically, this the this trans Tifa movement is um, pretty much trying to create like this weird, like alternate, like subculture that you know, basically, they hate everybody except people who are as fucked up as they are. They hate gay people. They hate um, white people. They hate Christians, um, straight people, mentally stable people, 
like I feel like they are being bred to be this fucked up and I th I think like what was the shooter in um Colorado the um, the nightclub shooter he was also identifying mm -hmm. as transgender right like he was identifying in that culture um and, I he was. and while we don't necessarily have like a manifesto from him there were signs that there were mental issues along the way um that go unnoticed or i guess not necessarily unnoticed because we're noticing it and you know and like you and i are obviously in the thick of it and we do a lot of stitch videos of these people who are just outside of their minds because there's no other way to describe it um that their mental illness is very evident and very clear you know and some of these kids probably didn't have any mental illness like when you think of social uh contagion uh you know what i mean like like Oh, uh, gender is a, you know, social construct. And instead of social construct, I think it's more like social contagion. You know what I mean? Like, like society puts an idea out there through media, through other kids, through TikTok and everything else. And, you know, it, it, it feeds to this, you know, let's just say 3% of this, you know, uh, a society that maybe doesn't have very good guidance at home. Uh, maybe parents are there, but, you know, the parents allow them to watch too much social media. Uh, maybe uh, the influence comes from teachers. Maybe the influence comes from other students that uh, have these ideas. I don't know if I necessarily believe that these people are just organically coming up with these ideas. Oh, they're not. I just, I, I, I don't believe that. I think it's a contagion that uh, is taking over um, and it's creating mental illness. Like some people probably can break away from it and kind of like, you know, kind of go, okay, well, maybe that's a little much. You know, um, whereas other ones like really feed into it and never really truly get out of it. I think I I guess I disagree a little bit with you on this. And because here's how I feel like we're getting like this huge surge of, um, you know, these kids being manipulated um, and brainwashed. I feel like some of them are true they're suffering from either they're, um, you know, they're autistic or they might have um, trauma that they're dealing with. It could be physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, neglect of some sort. So they are dealing with some type of like mental issue where the transgender ideology um, allows them a space that they can feel at home and and also feel like they are, you know, part of something. And the I think the mental illness 
they're already susceptible to that. So it's like they are going to feed into that and then it's going to develop into like real issues, you know, like multiple personality disorder. Some of these people, I really do think they have like schizophrenia. Oh, oh no, for sure. Is there mental illness? Absolutely. I I mean, I wasn't trying to say that 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 wasn't the case, but do I I believe that every single one of them have a social, have a mental illness no i mean i think that they just are uh, attention oh yeah and this is very very simple to get on to this train and get all the attention that you absolutely want. and i i agree with you on that one i feel like the other big part of it is social contagion um i read a book it, it was the best book that i read on transgender ideology and it's called irreversible damage by abigail schreier um this book explains the social contagion perfectly um and this isn't the first time like you know society has seen social contagion there have been other ones that we have been you know exposed to in the past it's just right now this is the one that you know we are dealing with and one of the big supporting um pieces to this is that you do see pockets of transgender people like if you go back and you look like 15 years ago you know um the percentage of transgender people was like what i think it was like 0.4 percent um and it was like spread out like it used you weren't like seeing you know you didn't have like five friends that were all identified as transgender you know but now you are seeing pockets in certain areas and certain demographics um Specifically, this book talks about uh, there are groups of friends that are like all identifying as like transgender, you know, Um, and that right there is just pure social contagion. It's like you're in junior high or high school and you see one friend doing it and you want to be cool, too. So you're like, oh, I'm going to be transgender, too, you know. Um, So I I feel like you I mean, that is correct. We're seeing both of that. I think the social contagion in itself, though, is a lot less dangerous because, like, we both probably had some fad that we were into uh, when we were younger and that we were influenced by, you know, society or whatever, and then we kind of grew out of it. So I feel like we're going to have a lot of kids that are going to grow out of it. Like, they're saying they're trans, but they're really probably just, like, gay or um, a lesbian or whatever, and they will grow out of it. But it is the the ones that are truly suffering from mental illness that they're not going to grow out of this. I feel like, like, what is society going to do with these people? Like, because this is only going to get worse. I mean, it, it, you think about it, like I made a video today um, about um, the whole transgender thing and what is mind-boggling to me is that i don't know how people don't see this but this is literally a mental disorder that is self-diagnosed because all it takes is like you could have like a seven-year-old child that um a little girl that likes to play with trucks you know and that would be considered gender non-conforming behavior so you take that seven-year-old to a gender clinic And that seven-year-old talks to a doctor or a therapist there once or twice. And then that seven-year-old essentially has self-diagnosed herself as transgender simply because it could be as minuscule as I like to, I don't like to wear dresses and I like to play with trucks. 
Um, and then that child gets to dictate their treatment moving forward because the, the whole trans, uh, transitioning ideology, um, you know, the steps are all basically patient driven and we're allowing children to self-diagnose and then drive how you get treated. And the other big thing is that they are treating a mental and psychological issue with actual physical uh, treatment for it. Basically, their answer is uh, mutilation and sterilization. Mm. You know what's funny is that the only self-diagnosed uh, disease that's out there is alcoholism. That's true. You have to admit you're an alcoholic, right? Right. Like, it's the only, like nobody can tell you you're an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, you have to tell you know, yourself. Um, right. I, I mean, and I don't feel like uh, gender dysphoria is that. Like, I feel like there has to be you know, doctors involved, like, to truly get down to what's wrong. Uh, and I feel like that uh, these doctors, instead of, like, actually running tests and, like, really thinking this all the way through, they're allowing the patients to be the doctors on some kind of level. And, and some of them, I, I, I believe that, like, with them confirming this and putting them on hormones and then the parents taking them to, you know, uh, family-friendly uh, uh, yeah. gay events. Yeah. Sexualizing you know, the children, over-sexualizing them at young right. ages. And then, like, uh, them having other adults affirm mm -hmm. the delusion. Like, it, it builds momentum. It's like, you know... A snowball right like it's small at first and then you roll it down the hill and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger right um i feel like that's uh how uh gender dysphoria has uh come about because nobody wants their kid to to be gay anymore you know what i mean like gay is not not okay because a lot of these kids will grow out of this and then they'll realize that they're just gay and you know what I mean that's good enough you know uh they don't they don't have to change their gender to be gay like that's not a requirement but I feel like uh because of the benefits that uh transitioning has financially on uh the doctors and big pharma and uh the uh the validation that not only do the kids get but the parents get like it gives them a high i don't i don't actually think that they're they're doing this for anything other than self-gratification yeah. but the problem is and this is what this is where we're going to be left with a whole generation where they're just so fucked up it's like what do you do with them because you take them and like you're saying, it might just be a, a girl that's a tomboy, you know, and um, she will eventually most children actually studies uh, show that most kids will grow out of the gender dysphoria if you just leave them alone. She might just be a lesbian when she grows up and that's OK. But in society now, it's not OK. But we're going to have these kids that um, 
are constantly looking for, and you're, we're seeing this now, they're constantly looking for the next fix on, and what is the next fix after a child goes through, you know, their initial um, puberty blockers, the next fix is cross hormones. And so, you know, they'll get a high from that. And then once they get over the cross hormones, then the next fix is what? Surgery. And then once they get over that, then where, like, it gets to a point where they are continuing to chase something that they can't get another fix from. It's like being addicted to a drug where you just need more and more of it. But eventually, it's going to implode. And and I I honestly think that, they, that society wants people out there like that so they don't have to influence new these new generation to do it but the people that have already gone and done it convince the new generation to do it where their hands are completely clean like oh this was their idea they came up with this all by themselves i mean it's all about influence this this isn't about like this was an original thought that came out organically no like they are allowing this behavior to go on and they'll go from uh from just simply changing the way they dress to the uh therapy to the hormones to the sex changes to the well what what's next what do i do now it's time for us to start grooming these new generation to because we need more money it's all about the money like like and we we have to find new tactics because people get smart and then they block it well we we have to always have new ways to draw more people into doing what we want them to do yeah. and i think it's a great you know they think it's a great idea by getting the people that actually did it to get new people to do it again I don't know. At what point do you think, because we're going to hit, like, I mean, you personally do a lot of work with gays against groomers and, um, you know, as far as like educating people, but then also like trying to, you know, be proactive and like advocating for legislation to stop this. But it's like, at what point do you think this is going to come to a head? Um, you know, is it is it suing the doctors? Is it all these detransitioners de that are starting to pop up and like just massive legal lawsuits? Like, what do you think it's going to take to get people to really open their eyes to the truth behind this transitioning ideology and that it's really all coming down to money and basically depopulation, and you know, sterilizing a whole generation? Well, uh, I think it's just going to come down to people uh, actually becoming active in this uh, in this problem. Uh, I th I come across a lot of people, and they're like, "I didn't even know that this was a thing. I didn't even know this existed." You know, and I think that it's important for us to talk about it because, you know, it's really uncomfortable. Like, you know, you bring up, like, mutilating children, people are like, you know what I mean? Like, it's really uncomfortable. And I'm like, I know this makes you uncomfortable, uh, but this is very important to talk about because these children's lives depend on it. Uh, they, they might live through it, but they might have long-term effects that they will never be able to get rid of. Like, you know, 
Uh, and that needs to be talked about so that way people do know about it. I think uh, who, who should we go after? Should it be the doctors? Should it be the parents? Well, the parents should are, it be... but in a lot of states now, there is informed consent with this because I've read like a ton of the medical journals. Um, and as a mom, like I've read the uh, vernacular is changing and the, um, in like the American Pediatric Association, the role that the pediatricians and the nurses are supposed to be playing in gender affirming care is changing. Like you hear stories now um, of parents being asked to leave the room so that they can talk to their kids because basically it states, and I, I did a video on this a while back, I probably need to do another one. Um, in um, the pediatrician is supposed to be making sure that the child's gender is being affirmed at home. So basically, a, you know, a grown ass man or woman is supposed to be talking to like your six year olds without you in the room and saying, you know, like, is mommy and daddy or mommy and daddy affirming your gender at home? Like, do you want to be called a boy? Do you want to be called a girl? I cannot imagine letting an adult talk to, I have a five and a seven-year-old. I can't imagine letting an adult talk to my five and seven-year-old and asking them questions like that. First of all, I don't talk about things like that. Like I don't, I would never, children are so easy to manipulate and influence. It's like my son would not even know how to answer that question. Like it's like we, you don't. The only people that have conversations with kids around gender, sexual orientation are basically groomers and pedophiles. Like, that's it. Um, so it's just, it's, it is very scary and it is mind boggling to me that more people not uh, speaking out about it because, it, I mean, whenever you're trying to circumvent parental rights, that becomes very scary. And a lot of the states are trying to do that. Uh, some of the states are being successful in certain situations, like even the schools. Schools, same situation. They're trying to circumvent parental rights there. So it's not necessarily the doctors. It's, um, I mean, it's not the parents in a lot of situations. Like, there was a story recently where a, the parents sued the school district because they basically socially transitioned their child without telling them. And I feel like there's going to be more and more situations like that. So it's like, who who is held accountable? Do we just continue to sue, like, the school districts and the doctors and, like... Well, I'd, I'd like to put it out there that, you know... Well, some of those parents are definitely Munchausen Munchausen by yes. Brock State. I agree with you there though. Okay. I mean like I mean, just like they go, Oh, these parents aren't um complicit in affirming it. Yeah. uh you know, like they're not affirming. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe some of them are, but some of them are overly doing it. That they are intentionally doing it. They are intentionally trying to confuse their child for their own satisfaction. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that that should be mentioned because you go, well, how do we stop this? Do we start suing uh, doctors? Uh, 
you know, what do we do? I, I think it's a little bit of everything. It, it goes by case by case situation. Not everything is going to be the same. It needs to be, but it needs to be addressed no matter what. It needs to be addressed because if your child is, you know, just like organically thinking that they're gay, you know what I mean? And you just let them do that. I think that's one thing. It's another thing when, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, insanity in the home, uh, a lot of confusion, then they start to cling to this ideology so that they can escape reality, you know, because they can make up what their own reality is. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that there's there's a lot of, it's a very deep conversation and it's very sensitive. I think a lot of people think that there's just one way to handle it. Like, I can totally understand wanting to live in uh, La La Land. You know, it's safe there. Yeah. It, it, like, it really is. Like, I, I mean, from somebody that went through a very traumatic uh, childhood, like, there was, you know, sometimes it would be nice to escape what was actually going on. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and if it's something simple like my gender ideology, like, I could fixate on that instead of actually like talk about what was actually wrong in my life because I didn't understand it. And this is something simple that could very easily confuse me to the point where I live in this uh, pretend world uh, while avoiding uh, my real life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's just... So, like, I just think, I think some people are really insensitive about it, like, and I get, like, the frustration, believe me, uh, I, uh, I have my own frustration with it, but then I try to take the frustration out and think, like, why would these people, you know, lean towards this ideology, and I could see the benefits so that way that they didn't have to actually be in reality. Because, like, life is really hard. You know what I mean? Or what's Candace on say? Life's, life's tough. Life's get tough. A get, get a helmet. Uh, so, uh, but I, I can totally understand why they do it. But this is just another reason why we should, uh, you know, look at every angle to be as helpful as possible. Yeah, I agree. There's... There's a lot going on. The Munchausen's by proxy is definitely um, one of those that you see a lot on social media. Like the kids that, like that child that is like transitioned into a girl and what, he's like six or seven years old and the dad has like millions of followers. I mean, that's, that's Munchausen's by proxy. That is... The dad is looking for attention and definitely suffering from some mental illness and basically just exploiting his kid. Um, and then we have the elements of true gender dysphoria. And then I think we have a lot, a lot of elements of children suffering some type of abuse in the home, whether it's physical, sexual, mental, emotional um and they are using this as an escape so it's a lot it's a lot um 
Ooh, so we have multiple avenues <laughs> to try and tackle and get and raising awareness. And you're right about like I had somebody yesterday comment on like to me, it's like, how do you not know the craziness that's going on in society? But I literally had someone comment yesterday and said I had no idea how mentally um, or how big the mental illness crisis was until I came across your uh, IG page. And I was just like you know, in shock. And I try to go and pull the most extreme trans people um, from TikTok and, you know, show their videos. Because like you said, it's important. You got to get this information out there so people can really see, you know, what we're up against. And we have to start chipping away at addressing these issues um, and doing what we can and doing our part. So, man. But that's a big part of what Gays Against Grimmers is doing. And you guys are getting pummeled with hate. Uh, did y'all get, get deplatformed on IG for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't last very long. <laughs> I just said I find it very funny. Like, yeah. Oh! Uh, uh... But I mean that that just goes to show the lengths that they'll go to be able to mutilate and manipulate yeah, children. I know, it's insane. Like it, 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 they do not discriminate. No. It doesn't matter, like because we're we're a gay organization. Yeah, that and I mean the the yeah. the detransitioners are getting um, equal amounts of hate, and they're being silenced and they're being censored tremendously because. Uh, because you know that is that goes against the narrative that everyone else is trying to push, and they don't want the truth getting out there. So, which is why we have to continue to feature it and show it. Yeah, and work together to try and you know get headway uh, back into some type of normalcy. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit. A like, little there's bit nothing wrong. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with like things being a little bit normal. Like, I like it. I like it when it's a little bit simple. Like, I don't have to think so hard as to who or what something is. Like, it's kind of nice to like you know a boy and a girl and like you know what i mean like just let's just, keep Let, let's just focus more on character people you know like, i know are you a good person like you know i think about that i think never once did i ever like go up to somebody and you know ask their sexual orientation or ask their gender like if i saw somebody that i thought was interesting you know i wanted to know like what do you like to do do you like dogs do you like to read you know like do we have things in common that um, I think are fun? I could care less what you identify as or, you know, what you're attracted to. It's like, let's let's focus on character of people and um, less of the superficial, more of the substance. Well, that is, uh, that's a lot to ask because... <laughs> is it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's a lot to ask. Yes, 
You know, I got a, like, you know, I don't want to lie. I got a little offended. The lady, I, I went to convenience store and, and, and I, like, I had my drink, you know. Are you a girl or are you a boy? Someone asked you that? I'm like, I mean, I don't know how me answering this is going to help this transaction. Uh, but I'm a girl and it's fucking rude to ask me. I can't believe, like, yeah, I can't I mean, believe someone asked like, to me. Though. Like, if, if, if somebody has a pronoun, the proper way in my mind would be, oh, hi, ma'am. How are you? Hey, I'm he, him. Oh, okay. Sorry about that, sir. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it would run. It wouldn't be that first you ask me if I have pronouns or if I'm a boy or a girl, and then I then I, I answer. Like, to me, that way is very rude. It is rude. I'm not, I'm just trying to understand why like, yeah. a gas uh, station attendant would even need to know. How is that relevant to them? Like, just say, hi, how are you? Thank you. Have a great day. Like, that doesn't involve any kind of, like, gender or anything. Like, I've been called sir, like, hey, sir, how are you? Good. Like, why am I going to correct you at this point? I don't even know yeah. you. I could care less. You call me a sir, you call me a ma'am, I don't care. It was just the mere fact of them just coming out and asking me like that. That's rude. Uh, I also had a psychotherapist from New York uh, buying some uh, items from me uh, and throughout the whole transaction like you know I'm like oh you know blah 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 you know I'm, I'm showing him everything that he would need and at like you know we're like it's like $10,000 sale like it's a nice big sale so and I'm as polite as polite can be and um, he's like I, I didn't ask you what your pronoun was. I'm like, I I was like, what 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 do you mean pronoun? He's like, I I I've been calling you she. I was like, as you should. And he's like, oh, you know, I just didn't want to offend you. I was like, well, you offended me by asking me that. Never did I indicate to you that I wish for you to call me a certain pronoun. And if I did, I would have corrected you. He's like, well, you know, people get offended. I was all like, well, no one's ever died from being offended. Uh, and I think that it's inappropriate for you to ask me that question. Like, to me, like, I would rather call that guy out than make that sale. I mean, I still made the sale. I was about sale. to say, did you make the of sale? Of course. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? It's just like, how dumb are you? Like, you're a psychotherapist. And he's like, well, you know, I just really respect you. And there's not a lot of people like you. Because I told him, I was all like, what others think of me is none of my business. That's very scary that he was less. a psychotherapist. It's very scary. Yes. That right there just shows that they are definitely confirming part of the these problem. delusions to these kids. Absolutely. They are a big part of the problem and not the solution. And it's very scary because they are looked at as authority figures and experts um, in society. And that's insane to me. 
and the and the and the fact that you know, like a lot of people, uh, like I had some coworkers who are like, "Oh, Jana, you're so dramatic." Um, nobody actually does. I'm like, yes, you don't understand because you're you're not you're not gay. You know what I mean? Like, and especially you know, a couple months ago, with my hair as short as it was, like. You know, they automatically assume I'm not gay, but yet I'm trans or I have some kind of pronouns. You know, I have some kind of identity issues, uh, which I never have. Uh, I just, you know, thought I'd look cute with short hair and like girls. Like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't anything like, oh, I wish I had other body parts or I wish I had lack of there. Uh, that wasn't ever my problem. But, you know, uh they don't understand that people actually ask these crazy questions as a gay person. Like, it's just so weird. Like you have, they feel like they can ask you whatever you want and that's okay when it's not like, you know what I mean? Like just, you know, just assume that you think you know everything and keep your mouth shut. I agree. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. That's your advice. Today, yep. keep it simple, stupid. I don't that's know. it. I love that <laughs> advice. Well, we can um, wrap it up. That was a good discussion. We can talk about this. <laughs> um, on uh, next week, on next week, we're gonna have a mom who um is a big homeschooler and talk about basically just the challenges of raising children in today's society. And I know that you don't have kids, but you have a nephew. So you can definitely um, relate to the struggles. Um, so I'm excited to have that conversation because I know that's like a, a hot topic for, you know, parents out there. It's a wild time to be parents and I'm looking forward to that discussion. But um, by the way, you look shimmery before we get off the phone. <laughs> do you have like something on your skin or is that like sweat from the gym like you look shiny um no like i just think it's from me not smoking <laughs> how many days now uh 17 oh my goodness i'm so proud of you where the little hearts there they are <laughs> that's that's super awesome Yay. it really is it's super awesome why can't you, you gotta do that? Keep I your can't. hands together. Where are yours? We're not making a heart, maybe. I don't know. Back up a little bit. Thumbs up. Do, 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 do. We got nothing. Why? Man, we figured out so many cool things and now they're not popping up. Well, they're popping up for you. Yeah, because I did some thumbs up earlier, too. And they. Oh, fireworks! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know, know cuz you did it last time. I need to practice. Yeah. All right, we'll try it next week. All right. All right, well. Well. Until next until time. Until next time. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Have a super awesome day. Thank you, friend.